You're listening to media from University Lutheran Church and Student Center. We are a multi-generational, Jesus-centered community of Scripture, faith, and grace located in Tallahassee, Florida, on the campus of Florida State University. To learn more and to get connected to other resources, please visit universitylutheranchurch.org. We hope that the next few moments are a time when God speaks into your life by the power of His Holy Spirit about His Son, Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One who has come in order to bring us love, and a love that accomplishes our salvation. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, on June 25th, 1967, there was a momentous event that happened in the history of television. The momentous event was uh, the, the production of a television show that was called Our World. It was the first television show that was uh, a live broadcast via satellite to several different countries simultaneously. It was a big, big deal that uh, there were three satellites that the BBC had launched into outer space, and what they were going to do was they were going to put on this uh, TV show extravaganza with uh, 19 different artists, and, and it was going to be shown live from the studio, not recorded, not rebroadcasted, but live from the studio all over the world, from England to Australia to the United States. And they had all sorts of people from Leonard Bernstein, the the composer and conductor. Uh, They had uh, Pablo Picasso, who actually did a painting while uh, he was uh, on TV there. Uh, But probably most memorably for many of us, is that the fact that the Beatles got up and they sang a song. They sang a song that they had never sung before. They sung it with an orchestra behind them, and the song that they sang was, All You Need Is Love. And if you know that song, it's probably sort of reverberating in your head right now. All you need is love. Love, love, all you need is love. Love is all you need. It's not exactly the most complex of songs. And that's just the chorus. When you get into the verses, they're sort of like simply profound, I suppose. They say things like, there's nothing that you can do that can't be done. And then you get into, there's no song that you can sing that can't be sung. And you kind of get the understanding that this is definitely in the period where the Beatles were experimenting with LSD. <laughs> but there's something to that song. There's something to that song that we, we like it. We, we hear that song played over and over again, even now, years and years later, after that momentous satellite TV event. And there's something to that, that idea that All we need is love. And it's this intriguing idea that, well, what we really need is love. 
If we just could manage love, then all of our problems would get fixed. If we could just manage love, then everything would get figured out. If we could just manage love, then everything would be finally okay. And there's something about that song that gives us hope. It gives us inspiration because we think to ourselves, well, if I can just muster up some love, then anything is possible. Then, then it's kind of like the verse to the song that there's nothing that I can do that can't be done as long as I have love. There's no song that I can sing that can't be sung if I have love. And there's, there's kind of this inspirational kind of feeling where we go, yeah, I can do it. And, and that inspirational feeling that maybe, maybe Jeremiah had from, from that Old Testament reading that we had. Maybe eventually Jeremiah got there as, as God came to him and he said, I want you to be a prophet, which by the way, is a terrible job. If you look throughout the history of the Old Testament, anytime that God comes to you and says, I want you to be a prophet, every one of them goes, no, could you pick somebody else? Because that means that I have to go and tell people your word, which they're not going to like. And of course, Jeremiah does the same thing. And God comes back at him and he gives him some hope and he gives him some inspiration. And he says, no, I have have known you ever since before you were born. When you were in your mother's womb, I knew I, I consecrated you for this thing that I wanted you to do. And it gives him hope and it gives him inspiration. And it gives him the sense that he is loved. He's known from before the beginning of his life. That he was loved from the, before the beginning of his life. That God knows him that intimately. And then we go to the psalm. And in the psalm you have this sense where the psalmist, if you read the rest of the psalm especially, is going through his life. And he's developing this history, this case that he has that, well... Uh, God has been with me since the very beginning. God has been with me throughout my life. And so why wouldn't he be with me now? And that's something too that gives us some hope and some inspiration that God has loved us for this long. Why would he stop now? If I haven't screwed it up enough before, then, well, I certainly can't do any worse than what I've done. Maybe God will still love me. And it gives us that sense of hope and that sense of inspiration. And then you come upon this reading in in 1 Corinthians, this letter that Paul is writing to the Corinthians. And he's writing to them about love. And we start to get inspired again. We start to get inspired that, yes, yes, we can do some things with love. But the problem is a little bit different in Corinthians. You see what the problem is in in the church at Corinth is not that they're struggling to do things, but rather that those things are not happening the way that you felt they would happen. It's Bird Sunday again. All right, time out, everybody. This happens a handful of times every year at University Lutheran. Um, The outside of that window is mirrored. And so usually sometime in the spring, um, it's mating season. And the birds think that there is an encroaching bird. And so they start to attack it. So it's Bird Sunday. 
It's going to keep doing it. We're going to keep on rolling with the sermon. All right. So where I was is with the Corinthians. So the Corinthians have these people in Corinth that are called the super apostles, which is a pretty cool name until you figure out that, well, they're not really great people. In fact, the super apostles are, are heretics. The super apostles are people that are actually trying to pull people away from real Christianity. And what these super apostles are doing is they're saying, look at all of the stuff that I can do. Look at all of this cool stuff that I can do, and because of that, well, you should follow me and not this Paul guy. And as a result of what they're doing, they're just doing stuff so that they can show off. And of course, that also gives some hope and some inspiration to the people of Corinth. But the people of Corinth are finding hope and inspiration in the wrong thing. They're finding hope and inspiration in things that are not going to help them. Because what Paul is telling them is that you can do all of these things and you can follow what all of these people are doing. And maybe it might give you some hope and some inspiration. But if you do it without love, then it's for nothing. If you do it without love, there's a problem. If you disconnect your love from your action, then your action alone isn't going to be able to stand up for itself. But then, of course, there's also the other side of that problem. The other side of that problem that I think we fall into, I think this is the side of the problem that the Beatles fall into. That side of the problem that says that, well, if all I have is love, then I don't need any action. That if what I do is I can just love people, I can love humanity, I can love everybody, I can take LSD and I can really truly believe that I love the world. But the problem with that is that love doesn't work like that. That that is, in fact, not love because love is attached to action. And that's what we find finally in the gospel reading. In the gospel reading where we see Jesus going from house to house, healing people and doing stuff. He's healing people and doing stuff, but it's important for us to recognize that he's not just healing people and doing stuff but that he's healing people and doing stuff. He's casting out demons. He's healing people. He's telling people about the gospel, but not just for those things alone, but rather to show them that they are loved. Because if Jesus just came through and he healed a few people and he cast out a few demons, well, that would be great, but we probably wouldn't be reading his story today. The reason that we read the story of Jesus is not just because he had actions divorced from love, but rather that the reason that we read his story today is that his actions tell us of a God who loves us. His actions tell us of how we can be little Christs to our neighbors. His actions tell us how we can begin to embrace the love that he gave us. But even more important than that, his actions tell us that we are loved 
no matter what we do. By a God who came into our history in order to do something even more momentous than a satellite broadcast television show. Something where he was crucified, died and buried, and displayed to the world so that they could see that, well, perhaps love isn't all that you need. But what you need is love shown in somebody who can do the actions that will prove that you are loved. So may you this week go out into this world and may you both recognize that there are actions to embrace and things to do as you love others. But may you also know that Jesus has come in order to show you actions that prove to you that you are loved. Amen. Thank you for listening to this media from University Lutheran Church and Student Center. To learn more and to get connected to other resources, please visit universitylutheranchurch.org. If you would like to financially support more media from University Lutheran, please visit our website and click the Give Now button, which will enable you to engage in the Christian discipline of giving tithes and offerings to God through His church. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord lift up His face upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace.